This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. Missing out on moments, missing out on opportunities because you didn't feel confident in the dress. You didn't feel confident in the swimsuit. You didn't want to go somewhere because you would be worried about being tempted to eat bad foods or what we consider bad foods, right? All of these things that we miss out on life about because we have this vision of what we think we should be, right? Yes. And I just hope anyone listening today that if you're missing out on life because you don't feel enough, So like, like all of those things don't matter. You know, we see those memes like of older women, you know, saying, oh, I wish I could appreciate what I looked like when I was younger. Yes. Like, and I think about that and I was like, oh, that'll never happen to me, but it did. Yeah. And, you know, women not being active with their children because they're worried about being in in the pool, in a swimsuit, those kinds of things. Your kids love you no matter what. Exactly. Right? Your family and friends love you no matter what. And if they don't, then you need to turn the microphone down on those people and maybe have those people around you less because true love isn't about what you look like. It's about the experiences that you have with yourself and with others. Welcome to Squats and Margaritas. I'm Erin Washington, a mom of two trying to balance all the things. I'm a mompreneur, a former college athlete, and a woman that struggled for 20 years with body image, multiple eating disorders, and having no self-worth. I talk to strong, vulnerable, and authentic women and share conversations for other women to feel seen and less alone. If you are looking for tips on how to level up, balance all the things, or just listen and learn from strong, powerful women, you found the right place. This is Squats and Margaritas. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet ya. Have some tequila and say, This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's beauty and skincare expert and certified wellness and nutrition coach, Jackie Hemmer. I had her on my radar after reading Jamie Kern Lima's book, Believe It. Jamie is the founder of It Cosmetics. She sold it to L'Oreal and she started it out of her living room. Jackie was her first employee. She left like a stable job to help out her friend and a company that she believed in. I went to Jamie's page and saw that she was following a Jackie, found the Jackie, and I've been following her ever since. She's passionate about inspiring and empowering other women. She shares daily inspiration for moms, mompreneurs, To any woman looking to level up their fitness and wellness game, start a brand, be an entrepreneur, and live a purposeful life, I am so excited to talk to her. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode, and please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. Here is my episode with Jackie Hemmer. I mentioned in the intro that I found you um, after I listened to Jamie Kern Lima's book Mm -hmm. and she kept referencing her best friend, BFF Goals, 
Jackie and I went to her Instagram and she was following a Jackie. And so I've been following you since the book came out. <laughs> and oh, wow. Thank you. Your ride or die, like commitment, like you left a stable job to essentially join a startup in Jamie's living room that she mm-hmm. ended up selling for <laughs> 1.2 billion with a B. So it was the right move, but you left a stable job for something that you can like completely believed in. And it was the right decision. I want to get into all of that, but what I have not been able to find is your story. Like I know you were adopted and I know you were the first employee at at cosmetics. Can we Mm -hmm. just kind of touch on what happened in between those two things (laughs) and then get into what you're doing now? Yeah. So my journey is really for those women who have thought about changing careers or taking a risk for themselves and believing in themselves. My journey is really all about that. So after I left college, I, you know, like most of us, I went into the corporate world and I just didn't feel like it was for me. And so I left and I was just became my own boss. I was an aerobics instructor. I was a personal trainer, you know, just trying to make it, you know, getting my hustle on. And eventually I became um, a DJ. What? So, <laughs> no, nice. it's just the most random career choice ever. So I started learning how to spin records when I was in college because I wanted to um, learn how to make my own mixtapes. Back then, especially in the early 90s, you couldn't go out and just buy great music. There was no Spotify. There was no Apple music. There was none of these things. So you really had to go out and search for good music for your classes. And so um, I started buying records and started learning how to mix vinyl. And so I'm definitely aging myself. I'm 50, by the way. So So then one day, this guy that used to come to my spin classes came up to me and he's like, who makes all your mixes? I really love them. And I said, I do. And he's like, oh, well, you really have to come DJ at my club. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm really, you know, it's really, I just do it in my living room. I don't know. He's like, just come down. It'll be fun. You know, I'll put you in the VIP room. It's a smaller area. You can try it out. So I went in with my crates of records. I had no idea what I was doing. And I went in and I just was like, I'm just going to have fun. And so I went in and started spinning records. And then they offered me a residency. And that kind of spiraled from there. So you never know the path that life is going to take you on, right? And that career kind of bloomed from MySpace, which for those of you who remember MySpace, people would find me. I had a MySpace page and people would find me like searching for female DJs because at the time, you know, people really wanted to see women in the club. So um, I just kind of started going from there. And then, um, and then I was, became pregnant with my son mm-hmm. just at the right time that Jamie was going to start it cosmetics. And, wow. um, and then I also had a little brand that was on the side called fit kitty that I was selling in little boutiques here and there in LA. Um, so when she first approached me, I was, was like, okay, let's talk about this. I want to support your brand. I believe in you. And so once I started getting involved and I saw the mission that Jamie had with, you know, helping women feel more beautiful in their own skin and just feeling more confident, I knew that that was really what I stood behind. And so I kind of put Fit Kitty on pause 
And being a DJ, I knew like, you know, with an infant at home, like, you know, I was pregnant when I started with her at the time, I was actually three months pregnant. Um, I knew that I couldn't travel to China and I couldn't travel to Italy and do all the things that I was doing before. At least that was my beliefs and my mindset at that time. And so I just jumped in with both feet and we made it happen. Do you think if you weren't pregnant, you would have even considered it? Cause you were just probably still going to do your thing. It like slowed you down enough to like take that opportunity. Like it all aligned. Yeah. Well, I think everything happens for a reason, yes. right? You know, my son, I feel like was the biggest blessing that happened to me in my life, you know, yeah. in some ways I feel like he saved my life because, you know, being a DJ and traveling world by myself, mm. you know, it's not like I was in a band. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I didn't have a drummer. I didn't have a guitarist. It was just me <laughs> traveling by myself. And, you know, I traveled to countries alone and who knows, you know, I, you know, I had a manager who would look over my contracts, but I was basically getting on a plane and flying to be in another country where a translator or someone was picking me up and taking me around, you know, I was putting my life into strangers' hands, basically. And so I always think that, wow, my son probably saved me from some future fate I didn't know about. Yes. Um, and maybe not. Who knows? No, but, but it was a redirection. Direction. It, was, it a was a redirection to exactly Absolutely. like what you're doing now. And you said like Jamie's company was like to make women feel more beautiful. And now as a wellness and nutrition coach, you're in that space, helping women feel empowered and strong. And I have noticed since being in this space and interviewing other women in this space that typically if someone is a wellness coach or nutrition coach is because they went through something and now they have made it out of it and they're trying to inspire other women. I do it because I struggled and I found a way out and living this balanced lifestyle. And it's like, I have to tell the other women, you don't have to do it that way. Did you have a similar struggle where you came through something and that's what inspired you to help other women? More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to squats and margaritas. It's so interesting how the universe has a plan for you and, you know, you don't know it yet. <laughs> so when I was younger and I was a personal trainer, I was always fit. 
I competed in fitness competitions. Mm. Um, you know, I always looked the part. I did some fitness modeling, some swimsuit modeling, you know, dabbled here and there. Um, and so I was always very fit. And even after I had my son, I gained 50 pounds with him. But even after the pregnancy, I lost the weight right away. Like I didn't ever feel insecure about my physique when I was younger because I always was happy with, you know, always working on myself. Yeah. But then what happened is I lost myself inside of it cosmetics. Mm. When I first started with it, while I was with my son's father, we weren't married. So I was the breadwinner for our family and eventually became a single mom. Well, all of that pressure to really support my child, I, you know, and starting a business with Jamie, you're basically in an entrepreneurial environment. You work hundred hour weeks. Yeah. So I lost myself in trying to build a business and trying to raise a son, supporting a family. I had gained back all the 50 pounds that I had lost during my pregnancy. I had gained in literally five years in working at it cosmetics. Yeah. And because I had lost myself. Right. And so yep. I woke up one day when I was 45 and I looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize myself. I said, who is this woman staring back at me in the mirror? I had no idea who she was. I didn't look like me. My habits weren't like me. You know, um, I just didn't really understand how I fell out of love with myself. And so really this journey that I'm at now and helping other women love themselves really is what it's about and falling in love with yourself and learning what that means. Because I think a lot of us think that, you know, we, we can recognize when we love someone else, like what that feeling inside feels like, but none of us look at ourselves and have that same feeling back. Yep. Like, I feel like self, like loving yourself as an action, it's not really a feeling. Yes. Right. It's the things that you do every day with nurturing yourself with the right foods, moving your body and just taking time for yourself, for your mental wellness, for your physical wellness. And just that's how you love yourself. And I had neglected all of those things. Yeah. You put yourself you know, last because you're putting put your family first because that's what you're supposed to do. You're a mom and you're the breadwinner mm-hmm. and, but putting yourself last is just, it's like the cliche, like you can't pour from an empty cup, putting yourself last, mm-hmm. like you are worthless to everyone around you. Cause you don't feel good in your body. And I feel like for moms, like self-love and self-care sounds like almost indulgent, like, oh, Mm -hmm. like you're a mom now. It's not about you. And I went through that for a while. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. when you said you fell out of love with yourself. I can't even relate to that because I was never in love with myself. I didn't Mm -hmm. find self-love until I would say probably 40. And a lot of women that I've talked to, like something happens at 40 And I always quote her, but Gwyneth Paltrow had a quote. She was like, it's almost like you get a software upgrade when you turn 40 Mm -hmm. and you're just like better and you're more like in tune with who you are and you don't care what people think. And I definitely found that. But for my 20, I I mean, I struggled from 16 to 36, just disordered eating, like all the eating disorders, depression, no self-worth, looking for validation from relationships. Um, I see it now that I started dating my husband when he was in the prime of his career in the NFL 
And I didn't see it then, but looking back, it's like, was I trying to align myself with someone who was important so that I could feel important because I didn't have that. I didn't feel important. And Mm -hmm. um, just kind of walking into this like self-love space now and boundaries and like, I am good enough. And it still feels kind of like almost like itchy because you don't want people to think that you're like vain or like, where are your kids while you're doing your self-care? I still have kind of like that noise. So any woman that's like listening to this, that's just like thinks it's indulgent or you should be worried about your kids. Like, what do you say to that woman? Well, first of all, especially if you're a mom with kids, think about the example that you're setting for your children, right? How you treat yourself is how they're learning to to treat themselves. Right. And I, I, I learned this one time when my son was, he must've been about 18 months old. And that's when I really recognize how much they learn from watching us and what we do is because one time I was home and he had dropped something on the floor and he's like 18 months old. And he goes, Oh, chip. (laughs) And I was like, and he picks it up. And I was like, we all know what he was really saying. It was right? in and context. Like, he used it, it was, in context. <laughs> like that made sense. Just from him watching me <laughs> uh-huh. say that. And it was at that moment where I really recognized, oh, wait a minute. Everything I do, my son is going to replicate good yes. or bad. Yes. So if you're a mom and you have, you know, children, everything that you do, good or bad, your children will replicate. Now, they are their own people. You know, we can't control who they grow up to be, but a lot of instinctually how they treat themselves and view their self-worth comes from watching you. Jackie, I'm so glad you said that because that is what it is. It's how you treat yourself because you are modeling it. And me, especially with a daughter, I am just like, it will not happen to her. Like this disordered eating and all the things because I won't allow it. And I watched Mm -hmm. my mom step on the scale every day and she was on every kind of diet. What she said to me was, you're so beautiful. You're so thin and strong and all these things. Mm -hmm. But I watched how she was talking to herself. It's like you said, she was my example of what a woman is. And she was building me up. And I think a lot of moms get that part right. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, tell And I always say, don't use physical like compliments. It's like, you're so strong. You're so kind and smart because you don't want them to equate their value with the physical. But we get that part right. And we're like building them up because we're great moms, Mm -hmm. but they are watching how you talk to yourself. And if you're telling them they're great and then you're in the mirror, like, ugh, I got to lose five pounds. They've got to, they're picking that up. So you're, it's so true. Like you are modeling what you want them to be and what you hope for them. So if you want them to take care of themselves, like that's what you need to show them. It's not just what you say to them. It's how you're treating yourself a hundred percent. Yeah. And I would say also what you're teaching them to care about. Yes. Right. If you are in the mirror saying, oh, you know, I'm a little chubby right now. You're teaching them to care about their weight. Yep. And, you know, so I think there's an element of that as well. So for me, I always coach women, like it's not about having a six pack. It's about feeling good in your own body, right? How do we feel good? Because when your priorities aren't aligned, you know, you're never going to be happy. So what feels good? Do you want to have a long, healthy life? Or do you just want to look good in a swimsuit? That's, you know, this is probably like, I don't even know if it's the right thing to say, but I just have to be completely like authentic. I didn't feel good in any capacity until I felt good in my body. 
Like I remember Mm -hmm. my husband was uh, coaching college football. We were living out in San Diego away from our family. And I had a newborn baby and I would fight with him every day. Like you made us come out here. And I, I don't have any friends or family. It wasn't him. It was my Mm -hmm. body. And I would pick fights with him and I would, it would spill over into all my relationships. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel good until I felt good in my physical body. And I know it shouldn't be about like reaching this physical ideal, but for me, once I did like not much gets me down anymore. So I always say like, whatever that thing is, it's kind of like looming for me. It was my body. And specifically because I felt like I was doing everything right. Starve yourself, do cardio and you will lose weight. And I shut off my metabolism. I was 20 pounds heavier, working so much harder and living Mm -hmm. in this frustration. I was a worse um, mom and horrible spouse. And it was all because of my body stuff. Once I got that in check and felt good in my body, it was like the rest of my life started and all these opportunities opened up for me because I guess I'm projecting like a higher vibe. Um, and I'm more mm-hmm. confident and happy with myself and before I wasn't. Yeah. Well, and I think about this too, and I've struggled with this in the past myself, missing out on moments, missing out on opportunities because you didn't feel confident in the dress. You didn't feel confident in the swimsuit. You didn't want to go somewhere because you would be worried about being tempted to eat bad foods or what we consider bad foods, right? All of these things that we miss out on life about because we have this vision of what we think we should be, right? Yes. And I just hope anyone listening today that if you're missing out on life because you don't feel enough to like, like all of those things don't matter. You know, we see those memes like of older women, you know, saying, Oh, I wish I could appreciate what I looked like when I was younger. Yes. Like, and I think about that and I was like, Oh, that'll never happen to me, but it did. Yeah. And you know, women not being active with their children because they're worried about being in the, in the pool, in the swimsuit, those kinds of things. Your kids love you no matter what. Exactly. Right? Your family and friends love you no matter what. And if they don't, then you need to turn the microphone down on those people and maybe have those people around you less because true love isn't about what you look like. It's about the experiences that you have with yourself and with others. Yes. Right? And I think like me feeling good in my body and then I kind of stepped into purpose and I am like alive and like, I'm like lit up now by finding something that I'm passionate about, obviously having these vulnerable, authentic conversations with other women on this podcast. I feel like I went through my mess to be able to come out and share my story to inspire and empower other women. And I talked to strong women that do the same thing, that that was my Mm -hmm. purpose. And then I took it a step further with my nonprofit so that there's a safe space for teen girls to go who are um, struggling with body image and self-worth and now that I'm doing what I know I was put on this earth to do, like I, mm-hmm. I feel good because I'm, like I said, I'm lit up and I found my passion for someone mm-hmm. that's say like a stay at home mom that is listening to this right now and feels like maybe it's too late or now it's about the kids and they can't just start a career and just feels a little bit like I kind of felt itchy, a little unfulfilled. Yeah. What would you say to her? Wow. So I would say that if you're a mom out there that feels itchy and unfulfilled, it's time to really sit back and think about what are the things that bring you joy? 
what are the things in your life that when you talk about your face just lights up, right? Because that's what you're meant to do. When you just get so excited and you can just feel this energy come over your body, like, you know, I love this so much. That is, that's living. Mm-hmm. That joy, feeling that energy, like you just can't get enough of, of what that is. You know, that's what fills you up. And I remember being on QVC and, you know, cause our brand was on QVC. I went on mm-hmm. QVC for 10 years and it's a, it's a really tough job because sometimes you'd be live on the air at two in the morning, four in the morning, which means if you're on the air at four in the morning, you're getting to work at midnight. So it's like oh. working in the, and then sometimes you have to might have to be on later in the day at noon. So maybe you're on at midnight, maybe you're on at 10 AM. Maybe, you know what I mean? You're on, it could be all these random times. And I remember it couldn't just be about the sales. It couldn't just be about the numbers. I thought, if I can reach out and one woman hears that she's worth it, she's beautiful. She deserves to love herself. Like if I am able to change the life of one woman, I met my mission that day. Right. Yes. And that's when I felt aligned. That's when it wasn't hard to go to work that at two in the morning or yeah. three in the morning. That's when I came alive. Right. Is just knowing that I could be impacting someone in a positive way Yes. And when you feel that way in your own life, then everything else just falls into place like it did for you. Exactly. And that's, right, I'm glad you said that because you find purpose in supporting and inspiring and motivating other people. So mm-hmm. anybody that's listening to this and has something that they're maybe carrying shame about, like for me, I was bulimic and anorexic for 10 years never told anyone about it. I stopped Mm -hmm. doing the behaviors. And then I found my balanced lifestyle of squats and margaritas. And I was like, I'm just going to help the women. Thank God. Nobody found out about all the shit in the past. Mm -hmm. That is your superpower. Like that Mm -hmm. thing that you've been through, maybe you're holding shame about it. And it doesn't even matter if you're not doing it anymore. What's that thing that you're still kind of, you're like, you know, I don't, you're, you're carrying it. If you have not said it out loud. And for me, when I wrote my book and released it, I talk about bulimia so casually now because it loses its power. And Mm -hmm. I, if you have something like that, you've been through, there is someone else that's still in it. And once you share it and put it out there again, even if it's not happening anymore, if you've never said it or acknowledged it to the universe, you are still carrying it. And once you say it, write it, release Mm -hmm. it. You have the power back. You have the shame off of you. Use it to help the next woman out. And that's when you find purpose. And when I get a DM, that's like, you are the only person that I've ever told that I was bulimic and you, someone else feels seen. That's how you mm-hmm. find purpose. Maybe it's not something that deep, but like maybe what's something you could teach someone else? What's something, like you said, that lights you up that you're really good at? Start a blog, start an Instagram page yeah. and share that so you can find other women to teach and support. And then before you know it, you have like a community of women and it that lights you up. Look at what you've been through if you're not sure where to start in finding like a purposeful life is what I say. Yeah. And I would say even too, like, you know, for the women who are just starting their journey and what you went through, like, you know, maybe you know, all these young teenagers and young girls that are coming up, they're going to need someone to look forward to. And lucky for them, we didn't have yes YouTube and, Social you, know, media. you know, squats and margaritas to, <laughs> yeah. re, you know, to listen to, yeah. to understand that someone else has gone 
through this and they've made it through the other side. And that is exactly what my nonprofit is. Blue Butterfly is women mentoring young teen girls and whoever you're talking to, that woman has been through that thing because going to therapy would not even, there's no chance when I was 18, like in the mess, I just picture Mm -hmm. me going in and talking to a man and he'd be like, tell me about your disordered eating. And you're like, you don't get it. But if I'm talking Mm -hmm. to someone that was like me too, uh, like Katie Couric, she talked about her bulimia on the show. And when you see that she went through it too, and like, look at her now, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it makes it more, you're talking to a trusted person that gets it. And I don't want it to just Mm -hmm. be about eating disorders, anything that's making you feel isolated, um, sexual identity, a child of divorce, um, whatever you're struggling with, you are talking to a woman that went through that and could be a mentor. And there was no place like that. Like my mom would call me on it when I was anorexic and super thin, but I would get like defensive and be like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. But I would have talked to another woman. They'd be like, Hey, same. Cause it's a trusted person. So there wasn't a place. So I created a space and that is what lights me up and sharing stories, like, especially with young girls, because like I said, I didn't find self-love and confidence till 40. And I, I just want other girls to realize their worth or somebody that's in like a relationship that's validating them. You're the value. Mm -hmm. Like, and it took me so long to get there. And no one tells teen girls that this is just a season and you're, everyone's Mm -hmm. comparing themselves and everyone feels exactly how you do, but no one says it out loud yet. And the thing that you're trying to like dull about yourself at 20 is the thing you're going to love about yourself in your thirties and maybe create a whole brand about, but during that time, you just want to be like everybody else. And that Mm -hmm. bully that is like coming at you, she's more insecure than you are. It's like, nobody tells teen girls these things. So I'm going to. (laughs) Yes. And Aaron, let me ask you, when was the turning point for you when you made that shift from not loving yourself and being so hard on yourself to your journey to now, like, how did you, what was that switch that yeah, that flipped for you? So to be honest, I, everything opened up when I finally got my body issues in check. And when I learned that taking care of myself, like spoiler alert, if you just take care of yourself and you honor your hunger cues when you're hungry and when you're full, your body will trust you and kind of go to a set point. When I was living with restriction and obsession and starvation for 20 years, my body was so out of whack. I was so frustrated. And it was actually a trainer at my gym was like, you are under eating and over exercising. You need to eat more. Can't say that to someone that was anorexic and bulimic. I'm like, okay, I have to eat more. I'm going to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was like, your body doesn't trust you. Once you just kind of tap in and it's mindfulness, it's just kind of being more in tune with your body, it will start working properly again. You'll start mm-hmm. feeling better. You won't be frustrated and stressed out because you feel like you're doing everything right. And when I started living that way, the trainer convincing me to stop all the dieting and the just listen to my body and stop training. Like I would run for PRs, Jackie, like like 38 and I'm running and I'm like, I almost got an eight minute mile for what? Like, what? who am I, <laughs> like, why, what are we doing now? I just walk. And I'm more Mm -hmm. like, and I walk without AirPods and I'm just like more mindful and more in tune with my body. I'm not living with all the cortisol and stress anymore. My body went to a set point that I've been able to maintain for seven years. And I just wanted to let the other women that are struggling know that it's not what we've been taught. It's not Mm -hmm. calorie restriction and cardio seven days a week. It's like, move your body, listen to your hunger cues, just be more mindful. And you don't have mm-hmm. to be all stressed out. And you're, you can in, like 
find, which I happen to find my physical ideal in the same place. So telling that woman that's on the treadmill and eating salads and frustrated, there is a different way. And I had the secret and it was like, I had to, but I got all this like pushback when I put out my book, people would be like, are you a trainer? Um, are you a nutritionist? And I'm like, nope, but I've done the research. I've done 20 years of every diet and eating disorder. And I have found the answer and this is my story. And I'm going to continue to share it without letters next to my name. And I feel like sometimes too, you want to hear it from someone that's been through the mess, not like somebody that has six pack abs and seems to like have it all together. Like I went through the mess. I have found something that worked. I enjoy my life now. And Mm -hmm. I kind of just put exactly how I did it in my first book. And then once I, like I said, once I got my body issues in check, everything else opened up. I was going live in the pandemic and I had a two and a four-year-old and I'm like, what in the hell am I supposed to do when there are no playgrounds and I can't go to the gym and there's no school. And women would like write in the comments, um, scavenger hunt, like take them out and find a pine cone and a stop sign and put something on there that they're never going to find like a cow. So it lasts all day. And I'm like, yes, every week I'm going to pour a cocktail and we're going to go live and talk about momming in a pandemic. And I was just putting myself out into the world as I was, it wasn't an audition. You know, I was just trying to like make it through the pandemic, a radio station in Washington, DC. Um, the program director was watching me every week and she called and gave me the show. So it's like, like you never know who's watching And if you were just your authentic self, like if there was an audition for a new host there, it never would have even crossed my mind. But what was for me dropped in my lap when I was just being exactly who I am. And then Mm -hmm. from the show, meeting all these inspiring women, I was like, what can I do with this? Like I have Mm -hmm. these connections now. And then I thought like they could be mentors for girls that are struggling. And I've kind of like, my struggle is not in vain. Like everything I went through Mm -hmm. now, was purposeful to create what I did. And for anyone that's just listening for Jackie, (laughs) I have blue butterfly foundation because there was a blue butterfly that legit stalked me for two weeks, every single day on my doorstep. And I was putting it on Instagram. Like it's back, it's back. What do I do with this? And Mm -hmm. one day on a call with my business coach, she was like that nonprofit for the teen girls, we got to get it up and running. What do you want to call it? And it was like lightning. I was like blue butterfly. <laughs> I, I mean, knew. it was exactly. And then Jackie, I never saw it again to this day. I've never seen it again. It was like, mm-hmm. I got the message. And now I say, now put yourself out into the world authentically and organically as you are, but also then watch for the guidance. Cause it's right there. Like how long was that butterfly mm-hmm. there where I was just like in the mess and worried about my body and my, just everything else. Like get whatever is like still hanging over you and that you have shame about off of you, release it. And the rest of your life just starts and opens up and you you're clear and you're living in alignment and what is for you will fall in your lap. Like I truly believe that more squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of you are what you read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. 
But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need Rejuvalift. Rejuvalift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now Squats and Margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A liftbeauty.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Now back to squats and margaritas. I think it really comes down to acceptance. Yeah. Um, and your authenticity, because a lot of us, you know, especially when we're younger, think about, you know, all the men we dated, were we really our authentic self? No. Right? <laughs> we, were, we were worried about if I do this, he might not like me if I do that. And some of us still live our lives today oh thinking, oh, if I really tell my friend how I really feel, she might not like me or, you know, scared yes. to speak up in a boardroom because they're worried about having a difference of opinion. But I yes. think being authentic and accepting of how you really feel and who you really are is such a critical piece of self-love. Um, I'm actually going through a divorce and I'm sorry. what you're saying, it's okay. Like it's what mm -hmm. you're saying is what happened. Like we've been yeah. together for 18 years and I was just like on his arm and sure. I love that movie. Like whatever you want. And now that yeah. I've like stepped into like who I am and my authentic self, it's not a match. And it's like mm -hmm. such a, I truly believe that irreconcilable differences was such a cop out but it is mm -hmm. exactly what is happening. We are different people. And it's because I have stepped into who I actually am and my authentic self. And that is not a match for my husband. And it was when mm -hmm. I was like a demure little, like whatever you think. And I mm -hmm. wonder like how much like divorce, not that I'm a proponent of divorce, like has gone up or happened around forties when women are kind of stepping into who they actually are. And then it's like, mm -hmm. not the match that it was because they weren't living as they authentically are. And mm -hmm. that's, that was me when we were dating, I had no self-worth and was like, whatever he wanted, I just wanted him to be happy. And now yeah. that I'm kind of coming into my own, it's, it, we are not, we just see things very different and it has actually been great. We are wonderful co-parents and my kids mm -hmm. are adjusting to it, like going to daddy's and we'll like fist bump when we switch them. And I'm still friends with him. He's a great man, but we're not a match. And we were mm -hmm. when I was not being my authentic self. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you realized that because I know that your next relationship is going to be the deepest love you've ever felt in oh your life. Gosh. And I can tell you this because I went through that myself. Yes. You know, there are married you know, later. All of, I got married. Like I have a son with another man, but I wasn't, mm -hmm. I didn't get married until I was 47. Right. And I never thought I was going to get married. It was not a priority for me. My, you know, I've been in long relationships, 10 years, seven years, you know, I've been down that road. So it's not that I have a fear of commitment, Yeah. but I just never felt it in my heart to marry those people because I don't think I was as authentic to myself in those relationships. And I also think I was dating people 
that weren't right for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I was just scared of being alone or, you know, like you mentioned earlier, searching for that, you know, security and validation and having someone else care for me. Right. Yep. And it was when I truly loved myself, lived in my most authentic self, totally myself, the good stuff and the bad. My husband saw me, the real me, like I didn't hold anything back for number one, I was 47. You know, I'm like, this is what you're getting at this point, right? I right. wasn't that girl. This is what you're getting. And so um, when I was that girl, that's when I found my perfect soulmate who yes. like we, when you see us together, we have the best relationship. Oh. And I don't think the best relationship means you never fight, but we see oh. eye to eye. We love the same movies. When we go on vacation, we like to do the same things, you know, like we just enjoy doing things together. Yes. And so I think when you have that, that is like everything. And that's a partner. That's a best friend. That's a relationship. And that's true love because they truly know who you are. You attracted your authentic match because you were attracting yes. not you because you were putting out not you, but now putting out exactly who you are, the universe was like, well, here's the match for that. So if you're putting out anything less and I'm 41, so maybe I'll get married at 47. I can't even like think about that right now. Like I truly am fine. I mean, I did rescue a dog last week, so maybe I'm not fine. (laughs) Dog with me, but like- You're fine, you're fine. I'm fine alone. Like I don't even, I have always said that. Like I I don't need someone with me. Like I'm. it it feels weird not having my kids here half the time. But yeah, now- hopefully, and that's very inspiring. Maybe I will attract the authentic match to who I am because that's how I'm living now. And how can you attract that? If you're living any other way, you're going to attract not the match. Like It makes sense. And I would also say that when I was also met my husband, I did not want a relationship at all. I was dating, having fun. I loved spending time with my friends, being by myself. I'd finally gotten comfortable with being by myself, which by the way, it was really hard for me. You should have got a dog. Um, having my son, your kids. I, d- I did have a dog, actually. <laughs> That's what I literally got a dog because I was like, no one's here with me. Okay. <laughs> right? No, I did have a dog. But th- I think that's the hardest thing, especially after you've, you know, your kids aren't around and you love them so much. It's like a part of you is gone. Yes. But when I was in that space, wow, he came along and it was just magic. How I did you meet? explain it. So, okay. This is a really interesting story. Interesting. I mean, so. It. I know. Okay. <laughs> so my husband and I met first, we met on Bumble. Okay. On a Friday. And then two days later, we accidentally meet at what mutual friends, child's birthday party. No way. I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. So our friends we have, so one of my really good friends, Kathy and his good friends, Mike are married. And both of our sons went to the same school, which is a really small school, but because of our schedules or the universe, not allowing us to meet before, um, you know, God, whatever you believe in, we were kept apart and they, you know, our friends were always trying to set us up, but it just didn't work out until we were, I was right with myself and he was right with his self and we were ready to meet. Wow. So you just never know when there's a plan for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You just have to believe that there is the plan. So when it gets hard or you're like second guessing and not that I am, but like anybody that is, you have to just believe that there is a plan and 
it's hard. Like you don't want to like, obviously you don't want to disrupt anything with the kids. But if anyone is thinking about that, like my kids blew, blew us away. I mean, we, we had so many talks about exactly how we we're going to say it. They were like, Oh my gosh, we have two houses. And we all went together to go to target and pick out things for daddy's house. And we all went over there together. And my son was like, thank you so much for setting us another house up. And he's about to be five. And he said, um, mommy, when we're not with you, we'll miss you, but it's okay. Cause we're so close by. And I was like, yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, we were, my husband and I were looking at each other like, okay, like we were putting it off for them and they are thriving because they are not in like this tense situation anymore that we were prolonging for them to be in the, in the home with everyone. And they are thriving now. And it, it, it sh- mm-hmm. I should have made the decision before, but it was like, I was putting up with things because I, I didn't see my value and my worth. And now it's like, I would never put up with things like that anymore. And it took me so long Mm. to step into that. So he was my match. And I, I know that I was supposed to meet him to have our children. I love him. He's, he's the best man that I've ever met, but he's not my match. And, and I, I'm sure that's okay. And it's okay. And that's okay. And that's okay to recognize that. And it's also good for you to show your children to not stay stuck somewhere where you're not happy, either in a job, relationship, friendships, all of those things, you know, to have the courage to say, okay, this isn't working. We're going to try something different. And it doesn't mean that your husband is out of your life. You're just trying your relationship in a different way. Yeah. Right. Like things don't have to end. They just need to shift. And so just showing that change is okay. And just having that courage. I think that that is a true blessing that we can teach our children. Thank you. Cause you worry about like what people are going to say and like, I, I had all this noise about it's a commitment. Like I made a commitment. It's marriage. Like you have to, what for better or worse, but like, it just gets to a point where like, this is, I could get hit by a bus this afternoon. Like, I'm not going to just do like, I keep doing this for the rest of my life. Like you've won life. So you just yeah. get that clarity. And like you said, it, it looks at, we said, we're still a family. It just looks different. Like daddy will be mm-hmm. at his house. And then, you know, if my, da- my daughter cheers, she has a cheer competition. We'll all be there. And yeah, like, he's a great dad. I'm not like, it's just, we weren't a good mm-hmm. match and it was not yeah. benefiting them to keep the, the family together. And what, uh, if I knew how they were going to react, I mean, that's why we were just trying to make it work for them. And they are thriving because they're in two peaceful homes. So yep. maybe now I will attract my match. I can't even imagine like <laughs> going on a date. I haven't gone on a date with anyone in 18 years. Um, <laughs> well, I think that's the hardest thing, dating someone else. I, like, I, mean. I was so intimidated by that for some reason. And the thought, you know, of having a relationship, like, especially, you know, at 45 or, 40, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever it, it can be, it feel intimidating, but you just have to look at it like I just really went out there looking at it like, Oh, I'm meeting new friends and put no pressure on anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't expect anything, just go out and have fun and learn. You know, I think I was still learning. What do I like to do on a date? What do I like to do with my partners? You know, some things I like to do with my husband, but maybe there are some things I don't like shopping. I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't need you to come. Yeah. Cause yeah, you're just so confident in what you, who you yeah. are. Like you're, you're so self-aware now and mm-hmm. it's just so inspiring to hear like you met the, per- like your perfect match when he was yeah. supposed to meet you, when you were ready to meet him and just yeah. to believe that there's a plan. Yeah. And I would also say too, that I still live a life while we have our partnership Yeah, that I also have a separate life with my friends and I travel with my friends and I still do things as though I was 
single Jackie because mm-hmm. I feel like that's important too. So that yes. that person isn't your only thing. Exactly. In that's your life. It like it was when I was younger. Like yes. they were my everything. I had my Same. friends, but only when he wasn't available, right? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was 24. You're 24. Yeah. You're just like, this is my boyfriend. Like, and then it just evolved. And then after 10 years, we got married and then there's kids involved. And now you're taking care of kids. And it's like, you kind of zone out for a little bit on the marriage. And maybe that's what happened. But then you step into who you are and you know, this is not aligning anymore. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to yeah. hit you with all my divorce stuff. Um, that just no, it's okay. came out. It's, but it's a real thing. It's a real <laughs> thing, right? That happens. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of women stay and men stay in relationships for too long because they're worried about the how do I do this on my own? What happens next? Yeah. You know, like they live unhappy. Yeah, totally. In fear, you yes. know. And I can tell you, it, it just, when you, when you know it's not right and women, your intuition, your gut, you know, you know, mm-hmm. then it mm-hmm. just, if whatever's holding you back, like if you think it's for the family and the kids, like my therapist was like, that's the worst thing to do. It is yes. what you were saying too, because you're showing them what a marriage is. And then your daughter's going to be like, oh, this is fine. This is love. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was like a light bulb. Like I would never want her to think that that is normal or to seek that out. And if she mm-hmm. saw me in a relationship, you know, I'm modeling it. So mm-hmm. take that into consideration, but everybody's journey is their own. I want to end it with um, squats and margaritas is all about finding the balance. Uh, we're both mm-hmm. mompreneurs. And so you have a husband, you have a son, you have brand. Like, how do you find the balance? More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Now back to squats and margaritas. I would say that was the biggest lesson that I learned working at It Cosmetics is okay. how do I balance? How do I get my life back? How do I, because I had to learn that balance to find time for self-love, right? And to really take care of myself. And so what I learned is um, I live by my calendar. (laughs) And I know that sounds to a lot of people, it sounds like you're trapped. But for me, it was the most freeing thing I could do for my mind because it allowed me to be present. So when I scheduled time for my son, I put work aside And I knew that I would get to that later, whatever it was, I could just turn off and say that project that I have due, because I knew I had it already scheduled in my time to work on that tomorrow or whatever it was. So all the things that I need to do, date night with my husband, Wednesday night, that's our date night. We know no matter what, Wednesday or Thursday night, sometimes we have to move around and sometimes we have to adjust it, but no matter what, that's our night to for each other. We have time on the weekends too, but during the week, just to make time for each other because, and and so we put work aside and we focus on each other. So that's like, I mentally have to block out my time to spend on my business. And even as an entrepreneur, it's easy to get pulled in all different directions. Yes. But I learned this early on. Okay. This is the time I put for social media. This is the time I work on development of my business. This is the time I work on this because it's so easy to get distracted by kids and family and all the things happening, even in your own work environment that you just really have to time block. Time block your day. Seriously. Time block your day. It's so hard for me to be present because I can't shut it off. I'll like Mm -hmm. think of something 
but somebody else was like, just put it in your notes. And like, I guess what you're saying, and then deal with it at 3 PM or whatever time it's time for it's, I need, yeah. it's not time block. I'm doing a little bit of everything all day long and just feeling like nothing ever gets completed. Everything gets like touched. Mm-hmm. And then at night I'm like, I, I was not present and I, tomorrow I'm going to do it. And then it doesn't happen. I need to time block the actual hours of my day. Yeah. And I felt like when I was with my son, I was worrying about work. And when I was at work, I was worrying about my son. And I, and I always had this, you know, when you have that mom guilt, you have that, like in the middle of your heart, like that heavy feeling, right. It, I felt it slowly go away. Once I started trusting my process of, okay, now turn off the phone, turn off the alerts, you know, whatever, this is his time. And then he loved it because, you know, nobody wants to hear their son going, mommy, don't look at your phone. Look at I me. Know. Or, you know what I mean? Yes. I've heard that, but one yes. time my son said that to me, cause I was responding to work stuff yes. when I was supposed to be with him and it broke my heart. I know. It's it really happened broke to my me heart. Too. And I'm, and I'm like, I gotta fix this. So I just learned to be, put it aside and okay. just, this is our block. And so even if it's just an hour or two hours, then they feel more connected with you because it's that one-on-one staring into their eyes, tickling them, yeah. you know, doing what they love to do, what, whatever that is, building Legos, drawing, going for a bike ride, watching a movie together and cuddling, whatever it is for them that helps them feel connected with you. Um, like that was the biggest ch- shift for me. And the more I trusted myself and knowing works. Yeah. The, you know, the company is not going to fall apart if I don't answer this email right now. Right. Yes. I'm going to get to it in the morning at 8am or I'm a, when I, after I put him to bed at 10 o'clock or well back then eight 30, whatever it was, <laughs> you know, like, okay, yes. I'll, I'll give work an hour and then I'll put it away. You know, it's, yes. it's been so critical for me and managing my time and my emotions, honestly. What, like what a tangible takeaway, like time block, this is not a work time because they know when you're not present. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm with my kids, but yeah, you're like looking at your phone or I'm always like, I'm working. I'm not just scrolling Instagram. Cause like my husband would say something, but if I'm working mm-hmm. on something on my phone, like an email, I'm on my phone, but I would always justify, well, I'm not just like looking at social media that I'm working, but you're still on your phone and they see you on your mm-hmm. phone. They know you're not present. So just locking in with them and setting times is such a tangible uh, takeaway. If people want more from you, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at the Jackie Jack or at Fit Kitty Culture. Yes, talk yeah, about Fit Kitty Culture. Yeah, so Fit Kitty Culture is a brand that I launched after I left It Cosmetics, which was a year ago. And really, it's all about empowering women. I go from size extra small to 6X, which is really hard to find that yeah. range of sizes in the fitness world. And it's really all about creating comfortable clothes that feel good for everybody. So, and really, it's so funny because I was thinking about this the other day, when you look at Fit Kitty Culture, it's recipes, it's wellness advice. It's not just about come shop. Yes, I love that. It's about come and learn with us, right? I wanted to give women also free tools to come and learn. What's a healthy recipe I can make? You know, what's something I can do? to manage my stress? What's something I can do to help myself feel better? Because we're all on this journey and it's not easy. It's not easy. And I think people (laughs) think once they, they love themselves, like, oh, if I have this secret to loving myself, I still deal with self-doubt and insecurities and 
all of the things that every every woman feels, but it's that understanding in my heart that I know that I'm doing little things every day. Yeah. To take care of myself, to nourish myself, to to feel good in my own body. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm a size six or size exactly. twelve or whatever. You know, it's you know, am I not missing out on life? Am I feeling joy? Yes. You know, like that because that's what it is at the end of the day. And so, and looking at why I started Fit Kitty Culture, it really is about spreading joy versus selling the clothes. And I really need to be more focused on selling clothes because no, I, day, you, the clothes will come. That's what it is as a brand, but it's a community. Yeah. It's a lifestyle fit kitty culture. And it's like, yes. people will, once they get value from you, the clothes will sell because they, they are getting so much from you. Squats and margaritas is a lifestyle. Like, yes, it's a show, but like my page, I'll put like just fun things that make me laugh or a workout or a cocktail recipe. Like I, I want it to be living life with squats and margaritas is a lifestyle. It's not just a show. And I feel like it's the same with fit kitty culture. Like you find your tribe of women that you support Mm -hmm. and the clothing sales will come because you've already brought them in with your vibe and your community. So I, I am so happy that I got to talk to you. Do you have anything else coming up that you want to mention? Um, well, I'm working on some speaking engagements, which I'll be posting. Yes. On my Instagram. So follow me for my information on that. And just basically, you know, growing fit kitty culture and just really helping women out understand that they are worthy of all the love that they deserve. Um, you know, even if they weren't shown it as a child or in their current relationship or, haven't even had a relationship with themselves. I just want them to know like you are worthy of love and it starts with loving yourself. And I just want to give you kudos to Erin, because I've been following your blog probably since it started and your, your Instagram. I love it because you are living, you don't have to live this regimented life to be healthy. And that's what I love too. A lot of people like, Oh, you can't have margarita and yeah. If you, you and be healthy, no, that's not true. Everything right. in moderation. So I love yeah. your outlook on life and just the positivity and just the realness of, you know, embracing life to the fullest. I love all of that. I so. feel the same way about you. I feel like that's why we connect it. Like we have very yeah. similar vibes. I know. <laughs> and I'm so... Are we besties now? <laughs> yeah, totally. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.